0: Welcome to Perfectly Imperfect, a podcast on mental health for folks of color. I'm your host, Zell Anderson, Licensed Professional Counselor. I'm the owner of Panoramic Counseling, where I specialize in treating teens and young adults in Richmond, Virginia, and throughout the Commonwealth of Virginia through online counseling. Let's get into the show. Hello everyone, today's episode is probably the most unplanned episode that I've done so far on this podcast, but currently it is Saturday in Virginia, it has been raining all day, and typically when I'm inside and the weather is gloomy, my thoughts get to spinning around, so rather than to ruminate in my thoughts on some current events, I'm just going to share it with y'all. So today I wanna talk about student loans. You may be thinking, okay, well, this is a podcast on mental health. What does that have to do with student loans? Well, as a therapist, I work with a lot of millennials and Gen Z folks. Most of us have student loans. I know me personally, I have six figures of student loans because I went to graduate school, so I have two degrees. And so it's the largest portion of debt that I have. I don't have any consumer debt my goals of paying that off is a big stressor for me. So it's definitely related to mental health. So there's a couple of things that have happened this week related to student loans. So a lot of student loan borrowers received a notice that their servicer is going to change. For example, and, and I'm affected by this, I've had Fed loan loan servicing since 2010 when I started college they've decided that they're not going to service federal student loans anymore. So what that means is they're going to pass my account on to a different company. And that's pretty typical. Companies pass along accounts all the time. And usually it doesn't interrupt anything. The thing that kind of concerned me about it is that apparently student loan servicers have changed hands before. And there have been reports of things getting lost in the transfer, such as payment histories, having inaccurate balances. Say, I've already paid off several thousands of dollars. When it transfers, it might be a different balance because they lost some of the records or stuff. So that's a little concerning to me, but I highly advise everybody who received that letter to go into your account and make sure that you download your most recent billing statements and take a screenshot of your current balance and what is owed just to kind of have some backup documentation in the event that something gets messed up in the transfer that you've got your basis covered as far as being able to correct those errors if they occur. So something very recent that happened was that President Biden signed an extension yesterday, which was August the 6th, to extend the pausing of student loan payments and also 0% interest on student loans through the end of January of 2022. So that'll be almost two years that most federal loan borrowers haven't been required to make a payment and that interest has been put at 0%, which for me as a borrower, I mentioned before, I have six figures of student loans. It's actually been very helpful. I was already aggressively paying down my student loans. And for me, it was okay, well, since this is at 0% and I'm not required to make payments, I'm going to put that same energy into paying down consumer debt. And I don't have credit card debt, but I purchased a new car in 2019. And so with my student loans being paused, I decided to put the same effort into paying down my car note that I was putting into paying down my student loans before COVID happened. I was actually able, throughout COVID and up until the present, I was able to pay my entire car off, which feels really good because I've never had a brand new car that I've completely paid off. And Actually, this week, I received the title in the mail from the DMV, so that felt really good. And so my thoughts kind of pivoted to, okay, well, now that I don't have consumer debt, the only thing left is to pay off my student loans. I have this crazy goal of being debt-free by the time that I'm 31. I just turned 29 in June, so that gives me less than two years at this point. And I believe I currently owe about 117000 So to make that happen in two years is definitely going to be a really huge stretch. But I figure I'll shoot for the stars. And if I grab some clouds along the way, I'm still making progress. So wish me luck on that. But the Biden extension, based on what I've read about it so far, he says that this is the last time that st- the student loan pause is gonna be extended, at least the way that I see it. I knew by borrowing money to go to school that I would have to pay it back. I personally wanna work as hard as I can to pay my student loans off so that I can have that sense of freedom of, I paid for my education and now I can save for retirement, those kinds of things. So that's my perspective on it. But in a lot of the reports I've seen about this student loan extension, there's a lot of pressure being put on President Biden to do a wide-sweeping student loan forgiveness, which has some nuance to it because there's already student loan forgiveness programs in place. I know for public service jobs, such as being a teacher or working in the public sector, there's a lot of things where you can get your loans forgiven after serving in those populations for a certain number of years. I personally don't qualify for that because I am an entrepreneur. I work for myself. And so the only forgiveness that I'm really eligible for is after 30 years, it just goes away. But for me, it doesn't make sense to wait 30 years and make the minimum payment because you end up paying for your education like two or three times over with interest. So there are some student loan forgiveness programs already out there. Throughout COVID, President Biden has been trying to, and when I say President Biden, it's just my limited understanding of politics. So forgive me if I'm putting too much responsibility on the president. But It seems to me that he's trying to make the student loan forgiveness programs more accessible because there's been a lot of lawsuits where students have made the certain number of payments they need in order to have the rest of their loans forgiven. And then for some reason, they're not getting the promised loan forgiveness because the servicer didn't keep track of all the payments or whatever. So... To my understanding, the Biden administration is trying to make it less tedious for people who are eligible for those student loan forgiveness programs to access it. From what I've read, during COVID, these student loan payments have been paused and everything's been put at 0%. The administration has made it to where each month that goes by during this forbearance, Those months are being counted towards student loan forgiveness. So for example, if you're supposed to make 120 payments in order to get your student loan forgiveness, well, by the end of January of 2022, it'll be almost two years that payments haven't been required. That's roughly, I believe, 20, 22 months of payments that have been able to be skipped. To my understanding, those 22 months are counting towards whatever the threshold of payments is in order to reach loan forgiveness. So that will save a lot of people who are eligible some money. But in addition to that, what I'm reading is they're trying to hone in on a $50,000 sweeping forgiveness. However, from what I've read, President Biden doesn't believe he has the authority to do that big of a forgiveness. I think they're shooting more for like 10,000, which I think is reasonable. And I told you I owe 117k. 10,000 off of that would be very helpful. And for me personally, I'm using the remaining 6 months until I'm required to make payments to pay down my student loans so that I can pay down principal. So when you have student loans, you obviously pay principal, which is the amount that you borrowed but then interest is added on top of that. Currently there's no interest because it's paused. So people who make payments during this furlough actually are saving themselves money once the payments resume because they're going to have less interest to pay. So that's my personal goal is to pay as much down during this interest-free period as I can. Kind of like I was using the relief from having to make student loan payments to pay off my car, I'm going to kind of go at my student loans with that same energy. But going back to the ten dollars to $50,000 forgiveness, I'm sure that my thoughts are a little bit different from my millennial peers. It sounds strange. It really sounds strange of I don't want the government to take $50,000 of debt off of my plate. Because my perspective is I went to school, I knew how much the stuff costed, I signed all of the forms. I said, okay, I'm going to borrow this money and pay it back. And I guess I just have a perspective of if you borrow something or if you say, I'm going to take this thing and then pay you back, you should pay the people back. Like If I borrow $10 from somebody, it bothers me until I can give them their $10 back. I think some sort of forgiveness, if it's going to happen anyway, would be nice. But I think 50000 is extreme. Because if you multiply that by how many people have student loans, it's a huge amount of money that taxpayers are going to have to pay. It doesn't just come out of nowhere. So that bothers me a little bit. I feel more comfortable with $10,000 in student loan forgiveness. But if the only relief that we end up with is that we've had almost two years without payments, I'm perfectly fine with that too, because everybody had the opportunity during the pandemic, and I know people's financial situations are different, to use that time to, you know, take care of their families, to take care of other responsibilities. If people were dealing with unemployment, there's been a lot of flexibility. So for me, I feel like, okay, I used those two years to get some of my other finances in order. So if there is no loan forgiveness other than this furlough, I'm happy with that. If there is some sort of, hey, we're going to take 10k off of your student loans, I will be grateful. But I guess I'm different than most of my peers in that I'm not waiting for it. I'm not expecting it. Because I know a lot of people who are like, ah, I pay my minimum payment because eventually they're going to get rid of it anyway, which don't take me as being judgmental. But I feel like it borders entitlement. It's kind of like, well, I'm not going to take care of this responsibility that I signed up for because someone else will take care of me. Me personally, that doesn't jive with who I am. But also, in the event that the government doesn't forgive your stuff, you're still paying a ton of interest. And if you have a term like mine, if you just make the minimum payment for 30 years, interest-wise, you're paying for your education several times over. That's just math. But also, when they've quote, forgive your student loans at the end of your term, most of those forgiveness things count as income the year that they forgive it. So, for example, say I was eligible for loan forgiveness this year, and I have $117,000 left on student loans, and the government, quote, forgives that, I have to claim that $117,000 as income on my 2021 taxes which means I'm gonna bounce into a really high tax bracket and basically have to pay a ton of taxes, which is a balloon payment, basically. So forgiveness isn't just free money, based on my understanding. So bringing it back to mental health, I can say that being able to pay off debt is really good for your mental health. I always tell my clients, like, having a budget and living within your means is a great, coping skill to manage your mental health. Finances are a big component of our mental well-being. I won't say that money buys you happiness, but financial security definitely affords you less stress in life. So that's my two cents on student loans. And I guess the takeaway here is that the pandemic has given us a lot of quiet time. It paused a lot of things and it gave us a lot of time for reflection. I guess for me, the pandemic has taught me about understanding a priority. And from research I've done, it was only in the past century or so that people took the term priority and turned it into priorities as a plural. The pandemic has taught me about focusing in on what my priority is. Right now, it is obviously running my business, and from that, the other things in my life, those things are able to be taken care of. I'm able to take care of my family, I'm able to handle my student loan debt, and stuff like that. So I put a lot of my time energy into my business. And obviously this podcast, my blog, things like that are extensions of my business, but Doing my best to show up in this priority that I've set for myself is kind of my, I guess, platform to make the other things in my life go the way that I want them to. The pandemic gave all of us an opportunity to take a look at what the priority is and to trim out some things that weren't necessary, and I consider that a gift. I know this pandemic has been tragic in many ways. This is definitely something that we'll all look back on and have lots to analyze in hindsight. But I encourage those who are listening who have student loans to kind of consider some of these current events that are going on related to student loans and prepare because the payments will resume. And again, no judgment. But a lot of folks. Quickly forget the financial crisis that a lot of people went through when COVID hit and people didn't have a savings account to fall back on and stuff like that. A lot of people are spending a lot of money right now because things are opened and they want to, quote, get back to normal. And I guess my thoughts on capitalism and all of that could be a conversation for another day. Maybe we'll get another unplanned rant from me on a future episode, but we have to really take notice of how much we're consuming and what we're focusing our time and energy on. Because I know for certain, given my own peers that are in their 20s and 30s, who complain about student loans, they're going to be the first ones to say... Oh my goodness, I can't stand that I have to pay these student loans. But while these payments have been paused, they've been flexing, they've been buying new cars and electronics and keeping up with the Joneses and everything like that. And it frustrates me. It frustrates me when somebody who has opportunity, is gainfully employed, complains about taking care of a responsibility when they've not been fiscally responsible. And so hopefully that doesn't come across as holier than thou because none of us are perfect. But this next six months until the payments resume is a good time to kind of give some consideration to those things so that it doesn't catch us off guard. So I'm gonna end it with that. I really want, if you have thoughts on this, I don't care if you disagree with me, if you agree with me, whatever, I encourage you to leave a voice message on anchor.fm slash counselor, the number four, R, V is in Victor, A. So that's anchor.fm slash counselor for RVA. You can leave a voice message there and share with me your thoughts on this topic that I just discussed. I don't plan on sharing them on a future episode of the podcast or anything, but it's an easy way for you to communicate with me. And I'm truly interested to hear your thoughts on this topic. So yeah, that's all I have for y'all today. I hope that you are well wherever you are in the world, and I will catch you on the next episode. Take care. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast, and best of all, it's free. They offer creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor also distributes your podcast, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and many more. Did I mention that you can make money from your podcast no matter the size of your following? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support this podcast by buying me a coffee. The link is in this episode's show notes. Thanks in advance.